did you see Saw? We all saw Saw, and we all recognize the villainous little scamp Jigsaw. Well, now, Jigsaw is branching out from movie appearances and torture traps and into the world of children's playground equipment with Jigsaw Seesaws. Jigsaw Seesaws are made from Jigsaw's signature rusty pipes and toilet seats and are built to stand up against the harshest outdoor weather and dulled saw blades. Do you want to play? Then buy Jigsaw Seesaws and have hours of delight with your friends. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 always get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible wow that didn't sound good yeah <laughs> welcome everyone <laughs> hey guys good morning afternoon evening <laughs> so uh welcome to horror movie talk i'm bryce hansen and I'm David Day, the foremost effort. Uh, check out our website at horrormovietalk.com. There you'll find links to our social media um, and all our past episodes. We post new episodes every Wednesday. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, Tell which, us how, which you can hear later in the episode. How much you hate us, how terrible we are, mm-hmm. we accept all of that. Uh-huh. Call 682-253-4468. That number again is 682-253-4468. We've got a great show today. We're going to be talking about the original 2004 Saw. The movie that started it all. all Did this, you see Saw? I saw Saw. The Yeah. The <clears throat> What's the most iconic part about this movie to you? I mean, that headgear. The headgear, sure. To me, it's without a doubt the posters. The posters set like a new standard for movie posters for all, all the Saw series because they follow a mm-hmm. an aesthetic. They're all a white canvas and then some disgusting poop poop finger or something like that. Uh, and poop, uh, poop mouth got poop coming out your mouth. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Uh, oh yeah, yeah we, start we, out, the we start out by giving yeah. This, if you're new to horror movie talk, we start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie before we get into spoilers. We score on an uh, we score on a scale of one to ten, one being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry, five being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and ten being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film, and then later. Uh, we're going to be checking our voicemail in a segment we call Horror Movie Whores. Whore. 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 So this month, our patrons picked the patron selection movie for September, and it was Saw. And there's the blockage. Oh, I a big sausage. It is. It's like a big sausage of... Saw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we saw Saw. 
Here's the trailer. Someone there? I can hear you. Who is that? Who's in there? I choose death. As we, <laughs> as we were watching the trailer or listening to the trailer, Bryce, I, I was like, "Oh, so this is this is the start of of trailers that give away the whole movie." And Bryce was like, "Yeah, but what's there to give away in Saw?" I'm like, "What are you talking about, guy?" <clears throat> I mean, there's so much to give away. In I mean, movie. all the plot, I guess, but really, you see two guys in a chained into a room, and you're like, "Well." Something bad's going to happen. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's true. Um, it's not going to be a happy ending, whatever it is. Saw can be found anywhere you can rent or buy movies online. I found it for free on one of those questionable streaming sites. Tubby? No, not Tubby. <laughs> it was, uh, you know. YouTube. Pirate ship kind of thing. Oh, wow. Um, you shouldn't. You shouldn't say that out loud. Mm. We should just beep that. Or, well, it wasn't... Or that. I wasn't... I, I didn't download it. I found a link to a website that had it streaming for free. Mm. And I would just assume that they paid the licensing for it. I mean, wow. there's, no, there's no way that I could know. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't condone this, FYI. Mm. Um, I, can, I condone entrepreneurialism, like... Maybe it's just a small site that's really, you know, trying to make its mark in the Up world. And coming, like, doing better than Amazon, mm-hmm. who's charging four dollars for saw. Mm-hmm. You know, a little trick, just FYI. If you ever, if you ever are about to rent a movie from Amazon, uh, and you know how it, it almost always says three ninety nine mm-hmm. um, for the for the high definition one. If you go into more watch options under like your Fire Stick or something like that, a lot of times they'll have the 
SD version, the 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 shitty definition version, mm-hmm. for a buck less, and you can't you cannot tell the difference right. in quality. So just just yeah, do that. Like, Save yourself a buck. It's getting super compressed, anyways. Yes, it's an ultra compressed. I, I don't understand ID. how. I've never like rented a 4K thing. Oh, it, it looks glorious. Does it? Oh, yeah. Even streaming. Oh, yeah. Like yes. I would always question. Like, no, that's that. that yeah, that is actually worth it. Is, really? It, if you are intent in, on watching a 4K movie, then by all means, yeah, pay the extra double price. But uh, to, to See, me, I just, the I movie just assume, is about the experience yeah. more. And, and I mean, yeah, the experience is helped by a higher definition, but you can't tell the def- difference between right. SD and HD on Amazon. It really, the 4K really brings out the subtle tones of the shit smears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this movie would not be a fun one. Um, okay, so Saw is mainly about two strangers trapped in a high school boys' bathroom with a mysterious dead body. They're both chained to pipes just out of reach of each other and the dead body in the middle of the room. They find that they're being toyed with by a villain named Jigsaw, who set up a trap to pit them against each other in a race against time. They're both left with the tool to escape a saw blade too dull to saw through metal chains or pipes, but just the right sharpness to saw through an ankle. Wacky hijinks ensue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. First first problem, is that does that really work like a dull saw blade oh, still cuts a little. Oh well yeah, know? I mean so like it's a difference between oh, this'll cut in like about twenty seconds versus this will cut in an hour and a half. No, right? with one of those pipes, pipe cutting saws, I could see like if it's hardened steel chain that you're not getting, you're not getting through it with one of those fucking pipe cutter saws. Yeah, I mean, you really do. That's going to take some time. That's that's hard. Not only it's not only steel, but it's hardened steel. And yeah, there's why a not, lot of it. Why not cut the pipe that it's attached to though? That, that thing was huge, and I mean, it's probably got poop in it. Yeah, that's true. Probably. It looked... It, I mean, that pipe had poop on the outside of it. I don't even want to know what's on in the inside of it. <laughs> uh, saw has dulled over time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a good horror movie. Um, it was the first film of the now well-established horror director-writers James Wan and Lee Whannell. It feels like a short film stretched to fill a feature-length film. And Wan and Whannell did make a short of saw before this movie but it was originally written as a feature length script and the short was just an excerpt from it Mm. just one of the scenes that makes sense yeah Uh, it's undeniable that this movie and its sequels have made a mark in the pantheon of horror movies based off this simple concept of catch-22 torture traps the problem that the franchise faces and has had since the very beginning is the need to stretch out this simple premise with overly complicated labyrinthian plots and character motives. I was going to say, this feels like a short mm-hmm. that's been expanded into a full movie. Right. Like, it's like they put a short on one of those taffy pullers. Yeah. It's like, we got to... You got to get all the mm, all good, the drippings. Yeah. Got to get all the drippings out of saw and and uh yeah, it it feels yeah, it feels like a really sharp concept that has been dulled <laughs> over you know, by being stretched into like this full feature-length film when um I mean, you know that actually there's have you have you watched a lot of these uh horror 
short channels on that show up on like r slash horror or r slash scary movies where they'll, they'll they'll take like a three minute short mm-hmm. and just make a spooky thing out of it mm-hmm. sometimes that shit works way better than a whole movie right like yeah. j- c- just because it's all really really sharp and compressed into a little ball of terror yeah if you think about it like when you are actually scared you're not scared for two and a half hours no you're scared for like probably five minutes until you're actually yeah confronted with something actually scary or figure out that it's nothing. So it's like doing a horror short kind of fills that like experience. Yeah, I think my favorite one was the uh, I can't even remember what it's called, but it's like the the lady is in her home alone. She's about to go to bed. And she turns off the light. She sees like a shadowy figure at the end of the hall. Oh, yeah. And then she turns it on. And lights it's gone. out. Yeah, yeah. Lights out. Yeah. I think that got picked up to be a feature length film, but I can't imagine. I it mean, is. It's just like. It is a feature. Is it? Film. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How did, how did they do that? I don't know. It's such a simple premise. It's yeah. Like just every 10 minutes or so, they do the same gag. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, let me, let me double check that. The original Saw um, is a well constructed film and has an engaging plot that unravels nicely over time, uh, but at its heart, it's still a cheap exploitational premise. Um, not necessarily my bag, but I appreciate, you know, uh, game appreciates game. Game like, appreciates game. Like it, I, I appreciate all that, all the all the full feature length blockbuster films you've made. Uh-huh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you get it. Uh-huh. You, you, Lee Wanell and and uh, what's his name? Yeah, because you know, they they do need to impress me. Give them a little head nod. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's up? All right. Yeah. You you said well, how did you describe <laughs> Saw? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was talking to you last night, and I said, um, "Saw is a is what's what did I, what did I say? Saw is it's, a movie that <laughs> that is set up to make you go to make you look at the movie poster and think one thing, and then impress the shit out of you with what it actually is." Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, but that's not saying much. Because you look at the movie poster and it's a white background with a hand laid on the floor and blood blood drips around it and mm-hmm. it and it says in rusty lettering saw and you go ew this is going to be horrifically gross and nasty and then it, within there's like quote unquote pithy like intense uh, uh, plot lots of plot way more plot it's than, a, than it's a cat and mouse game way more plot than you than than the poster suggests right and so you go wow because the poster set your expectations down here way down here yeah and you're like i'm gonna go watch a snuff film and then you get in there and it's it's a snuff film with pizzazz <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh wow you're you're like you're like Beetlejuice walking to that hot house where he's like ah, ah, ah you know. Yeah, I I read on IMDb that this is originally filmed to be a straight to video release, and wow. it got a, a wide release because it just screened so well in in uh, screenings. Yeah, I could see that. And so that when you put it in that context of this is built to be a straight to video horror movie. 
it is like probably the best. It would have been one of the best straight to video horror oh, movies yeah. of all time. Yeah, of all time. Yeah, by by far. <clears throat> but you know, in terms of like, you know, overall, it's not it's not a ten out of ten for me. It's not like a, oh no, it's not like the one of the tent poles for me. Even though it's like a huge franchise, a huge franchise. It started Lee One L. And uh, and James Wan's career, yeah. basically, and now they're. I mean, you know, James Wan did uh, Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, you know, so these aren't. They, they, they're, and he's picky too, right? He's done over the course of uh, fifteen or twenty years. He's done like sixteen films, so it's not like he's cranking them out or anything like that. He's he's a picky guy, and he's yeah. he's a, a well respected director, um, yeah. and so is Lee Wan L. Um, but, um, I yeah. don't know this, this movie, you, you mentioned this before we started, this is like, I'm 14 and this is deep kind of, right. kind of feel yeah. all over the place. It's like, it knows who it's marketed to. Um, and it, I know I don't have any, I don't have any problem with that right. at all. It's just, it's not for me so much. It's almost like if I watched fight club for the first time when I was in my thirties, would I actually like it, or would I just roll my eyes and be like, "Oh my gosh"? I think you would. I think you would like it. I think I would still like it, but yeah. I, I, there's a part of me that thinks like you saw that right at the right time. Oh and yeah, like you'll never. There's no movie that will match kind of that experience when you're you're just barely starting to turn the corner on being jaded about the world, yeah. and you have no life experience. Though. Right, right, right. <laughs> Nothing to weigh anything against, and so this this is everything to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's. I don't know. See, the, the, then there's like these universal truths in taste, which is like, for me, Jim Henson does it every time. He, he almost has never made something that I dislike mm-hmm. and or that impresses, doesn't impress the shit out of me. Like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal are tentpole in mm-hmm. my in my taste making. And so there's some stuff that I go... Did I watch that at the right time? Was seven the right time, the right age to watch Labyrinth? And the answer is yes, but also I can watch that movie every night. Right. Uh, now and yeah. go, this is a fucking brilliant movie and I love it. Yeah. Um, mostly because of Bowie's cod piece. Uh, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it does not hurt. <laughs> Having a solid uh, David Bowie cod piece in there. So not never a bad. What are you giving this movie? What are you giving Saw? What's so I was kind of like. Back and forth. Sometimes I'm kind of like um, affected by the score that I assume you should people, give. People yeah. will want me to give right, right. Which, like, I'm sure that there's people that would expect, like, without question, this to be a ten out of ten. Some big names in this one, right? Yeah, uh, Carrie Ewells, mm-hmm. um, uh, Elvis, Elvis. I always call him Ewells. Ewells. Uh Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. Like Danny. When is the last fucking time you seen Danny Glover? I had to go through his IMDb <laughs> last night, and I was like, "Oh, dude, this ju- this dude has for the last fifteen years, he has only done the things that he wants to do, and they won't make any money at all. But and they, you won't see him in them because you won't know about him. Mm-hmm. But you know he's living his best life right now. <laughs> like he's living that, riding that lethal weapon wave. Right. Um. Yeah, I give it. You know, I was I was thinking about an eight, but I think I'm I'm going down. Like my heart is really set on a seven, seven out of ten. Yeah, I think both of those are pretty 
like gratuitous. Like that's that's a this lot. This is definitely a better than average horror film. Yeah, like, no, and for no that question. reason, I'll, and it's it's better than just slightly above average. It is. It is significantly above average, mm. but not great. Mm. I, I disagree. It's not engaging to me. I It barely held my attention on... Uh, it's not like I've seen Saw about, like, 20 times. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it once when it came out. Mm. Um, and I was completely unengaged through mm. the viewing of this. Um, so I, I gotta go with a six. Because I do acknowledge that it's... You know, it is above average, but man, it does not age well with time. And uh, I think I think the first act is great. Like the first, like you know, several um, minutes of them just in the bathroom works out really great, and they unfold enough. You know, this mystery. Second act is kind of like really is stretching it kind of unengaging because it's like yeah we're tracking down this guy but oh he's got the listen look at all these other things that he did the chase sequences in this are just uh, they could they could benefit by watching a movie that came out a a great horror movie that came out about nine years before this seven (laughs) which is one of the best horror movies and one of the best movies in general at, at making chase scenes yeah i mean that's not fair to to compare seven to this because i mean i'm not saying i'm not comparing seven to this i'm saying this this could take a a, a page out of out of seven's book and make right. some better right some changes to some stuff and and it would it would work better yeah um i think the the final like act is pretty good too um it kind of yeah, it has a lull kind of in the middle, but I, I think know, there's is, there's good things throughout. I mean, I think it's it's engaging. I had seen it before, and like I wasn't super enthusiastic about watching mm. it. I definitely did uh, pause it in the middle and get on get Facebook distracted yeah. for a little while, checking out horror movie talk group. Yeah, but uh, which is blowing up. If you yeah. haven't if you haven't fucking joined the horror movie talk group on Facebook. You you got to get your priorities in order because it's just it's just hot take after hot take in there. Yeah, I I love it. Yeah, it and is it is great. Good people who don't argue with each other and are just nice and and just hey, have you guys seen this? What do you think? And it's like yeah, yeah. I now I'm like um like uh I'm gonna now I'm I've seen enough people posting. You got to watch the Hannibal show hmm. that uh, that I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I watched the first episode. And I was like, Ugh, no thanks. Oh no. I think like the the plot and like the characters probably get a lot better as it goes on. I but... think there's some pretty shocking shit that it starts happening that really draws you. Oh in. yeah, the first episode is like, I cannot believe they put this on prime time television. Wow. Broadcast like it is insane. It's they have like a blood eagle. Whoa. In the first fucking. First fucking yeah, episode. Google Blood Eagle uh, or don't <laughs> if you want to know what that's all about. Um, so my score for Saw is a six yeah. because I acknowledge that it's a good movie. It's um, it's it's better than average for sure, um, and it's groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Um, it definitely paved the way for for uh, the aughts kind of mm. torture porn esque yeah. movies without being over the top. Too over the top in uh, in many ways. Yeah, James Wan said that that wasn't his intention to no. make a torture f- 
porn film, but like the later films, like that's just oh, they go full, was, yeah, full yeah, that, yeah. So I, I, it's just uh, you know, it's just like my opinion, man. Um, I'm, yeah. I, I don't, uh, it's not, it does not hold my attention for very, very well at all. Yeah. All right. Did we talk about Patron, that this was a Patron selection, Patreon? Yeah, you did bring that up. Yeah, for all you listeners that love Horror Movie Talk, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash horrormovietalk, and uh, check out the different tiers. There might be um, something that uh, tickles your dickle. Um, Goes anywhere from just getting our calendar to see what episodes are coming up to being able to vote on the movie that we watch in the next month and submitting movies to vote on. Um, and then the most like desirable thing though, is we have a whole separate podcast called the after pod where we just leave the mics running and talk about shit happening in our lives. And you know, we're, our lives are pretty much a dumpster fire <laughs> this year. So it's very engaging and interesting. Um, Tear, yeah, over, tears are shed. Come is cummed. Yeah, lots and, of come. Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, yeah. If you said it last episode, if if you're running out of horror movie talk episodes to watch, as I'm seeing, people are actually doing. They're going back and listening, listening to all of our podcasts all the way through. If you're running out of those, then hey, you got a whole another year and a half worth of podcasts to catch <laughs> up on uh, on Patreon. Yeah. So special thanks to our new patrons, Scott S. J. P. Fox McCloud, the famous Fox McCloud, and Natalie R for joining up and supporting the show. So check out our Patreon. Other ways you can support the show, you can check out the Horror Movie Talk swag shop. Swag shop! At HorrorMovieTalk.com slash shop. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty thick. It's pretty thick over there. We, we have si- small sizes and also thick sizes. <laughs> yeah, we've got our new t-shirts, our logo tees that have been flying off the shelves. Um, as well as a bunch of stickers and based on our logo and artwork by Dustin Goble. Yeah, be on the lookout. So we've, we sold out of a most, uh, most of our unisex, uh, sizes. That's basically just men's shirts sizes. And, uh, we're going to be replenishing those next, probably right around when the, well, maybe next week. So be on the lookout for that. We'll, we'll mention that on our Facebook or Twitter or all of those things when, when we do have uh, stock back in, they f- really fly off the shelves when they come in. So you mm-hmm. guys are going to have to jump on that. Yep. Um, you can also support the podcast by buying or renting any movie or product on Amazon. If you click through the green button in the header of our website, that website again is horrormovietalk.com. Check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He, he's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from his HMT fans. So if you like the, the post photos and the, the artwork that accompanies every episode on our social media, that's all from the hard fucker, Dustin Goble. The hard fucker himself. You can contact him. Dustin Goble! <laughs> I love doing that. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> you can t- contact him at dgobel00 on Instagram. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true. Tell him HMT sent you. Thanks again for listening. Let's tell you about our voicemail number. <laughs> 
It's uh, 682-253-4468. Just yeah. want to put that in there again. Yeah, we got to move that on our... Uh, we got to move where that's located in the mid-roll. Yeah. yeah. And we got to... the first part. Yeah. 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 Call us at 682-253-4468 if you want to, you know, get on to HMT Whores, and then we can all... We can all laugh together. All right. Now... Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Got a double voice. Spoilers. All right. So, hey, you know, before we start, can I can I can I just kind of ask you, are you enjoying fall? <laughs> It's beautiful outside. You know, everything, the, all, the, all, everything outside has that beautiful orange color from, and then, and then, you know, the ashes falling mm-hmm. off the trees and out of uh-huh. the sky. Yeah. And it's got that nice, it's a lovely color of mes- ash. Mesquite flavoring. Uh-huh. Everything tastes like, ah, tastes like good old, uh, smoked up mesquite. Yeah, if you don't know, we're recording from the Pacific Northwest, and if you haven't been following the news AKA around September 2020... The dead center of the apocalypse. Yeah. Literally, the entire state of Oregon is on fire. <laughs> like, yeah. Pretty close to well, Portland. The, the western part, which yeah. is abnormal. Normally, it's the eastern part of Oregon that's entirely on fire, and that's normal. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, you you used to be a forest firefighter. Right. Like you would be out there doing the fighting of these fires. Mm-hmm. Tell tell me what tell the listeners what you told me about how uh, contained this fire was. Oh, as it was approaching <laughs> zero. major metropolitan areas. Yeah, hardcore zero on that one. It, well, it's a, it's a really interesting series of events, right? So, just I'll try and give a brief synopsis of of what happened for those of you who. Um, you know, who are uh, concerned about our, our area of the country and, and should be, um, which is, um, so the Western side of, of Washington and Oregon is typically pretty wet, pretty yeah. moist, damp. It's a wet ass Pussy. Pacific Pacific. And, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so, and normally, and, and that, and it, that was true, uh, here up until the 7th, um, of September, um, right now, I think we're recording this on the 12th, so we're not far away from the 7th. Um, and what happened, you know, there wasn't tremendous fire danger on the 6th. It was very standard. And then what happened was we had a huge wind event that uh, a bunch of super, super dry air from the east uh, came whipping through in a, you know, in like 40 mile an hour. Yeah gusts and 15 to 20 mile an hour sustained winds and uh and that just dried everything out here in in a flash um it dried every it sucked all the moisture out of all of the fuels on the ground and uh and set up perfect conditions for something like that and then and then the wind continued yeah uh, it did not stop i don't know if you've ever blown on a campfire just just it, lights it right up yeah it doesn't doesn't not help it. Right. Helps it a lot. Yeah. Oxygen helps fire. It's one of the two, three elements needed for, for combustion. You know, you need a, you need a source of combustion and then you need, you need oxygen and then you need a fuel. 
and so you take one of those away and you have no fire. But uh, but so we had really, really good conditions for fire and uh, and it really took off. Yeah. Uh, and how did, and how did you describe the, the cascades to me? You, you, oh yeah, they it... call the Cascades. Well, they call big portions of the Cascades the asbestos forest because it does not burn. It is hard for it to burn because it's so wet here, uh, so you, you, so commonly. Um, so, and there's a weird thing that's been going on over the last hundred years, which is fire suppression. You know, um, forests typically are allowed to burn. You know, throughout if you're looking at history the whole of history you know there's a lot of lightning strikes just commonly throughout mm-hmm. the summer and they start fires and the forests are meant to burn they're set up to burn well over the last hundred years we've been stopping that from happening and so all these fuels build up and build up there's lots of understory garbage in the forest um that builds up over long periods of time and then you have these events like this where um where the conditions are right and then you get these ultra big ass fires <laughs> yeah. a lot of times called mega fires that are that you know now we're not into mega fire territory yet here but um what th- would qualify as a mega fire devastating like scorched earth fires really um, yes yeah. this is not that no 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 a scorched earth yeah like a mega, mega fires this if you're going to get them this is the region to get them um and uh and nothing survives. No trees mm. at all. Not even old growth, really. Mm. Um, which we're not into that. You, you're going to see trees in the in the black zone bouncing back. Mm. Um, the, Interesting. Yeah, it's trees. A lot of them will be fried, but the, but then um, you know, I mean, anyway. So, long story short, really good conditions for fire here right now, and uh, it looks like the apocalypse, and it smells like it too. Everybody, everybody's really worried about the air quality and they're like oh, i don't know i just don't know and and for, if you're here in the northwest i can tell you one, with 100 percent certainty if you've smoked a cigarette th- then you've had a day like this before uh-huh, right it's about the same as smoking maybe two or three cigarettes a day walking around so, and, and a right. lot of people aren't used to that granted right if i mean it's definitely like i can feel my chest yeah. right now and like my it's very congestive, but it's not, which is impressive because I'm not like usually in tune to that kind of stuff, but it is to the point that it's no- noticeable and it does look like Blade Runner outside. Yeah, it really, that's, that's the, that's the danger is, is tr- truly, uh, people's, the, the, the effect this will have on people's psyche. Um, so yeah, I mean, we even have at least one listener that I've talked to on the Facebook group whose house is definitely burned up. Um, he wow. lives in the, like when I talked to him a couple of days ago, his house was about four miles away from buildings that were burned to the ground. Yeah. I know. I have some friends who had to evacuate Detroit yeah. in, in Oregon. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know if their stuff survived. Um, I hope it, yeah. I hope it did. And yeah, our hearts, hearts go out prayer, heart prayers and prayers and love, love and peace and prayers. Yeah. So anyways, the apocalypse is happening, and we're watching horror movies. <laughs> so we've we've already talked about how this is by James Wan and and Lee Winnell. Lee Winnell, I didn't realize, I didn't realize was, was the actor. It. Yeah, yeah, he was acting opposite Carrie Elwes. Yeah, Elwes, Yules, 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 Yules. I should I should edit that. 
Ghouls. 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 <laughs> um, so what's really impressive with this is that it is a very simple premise. Yeah. And it feels like they're getting a lot out of very little. Not just like the concept, but also the budget. Like they... This feels, I don't know like what the budget actually was, but I mean, this was supposed to be a straight-to-video thing, so I'm sure it's not like a, you know, $300 million project or anything. Um, I think they did really well with within the constraints that they set for themselves. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, so there's kind of two ways to accomplish these sets. It really, the impressive parts about this movie are the sets. Uh, and obviously the, the twisty turny, yeah. uh, story. Uh, and you can accomplish the sets, you know, the way Hollywood would, which is to like build them. Or you could rent out a fucking old broken down warehouse and, you know, be like, oh yeah, this place is turning into a dump. Right. Maybe we can harvest that, you know, so I, it would not surprise me if that's what they did. I'm, Please, if you know, you know, shut my mouth. I'm sure they built it. I mean, that's the first thing that I wanted to talk about was the set of the room that they're stuck in. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. Like, I don't... (laughs) What room is this? Like, it's supposed to be a bathroom, (laughs) but the toilets and urinals are, like, spaced, like, all asymmetrically and, like, no rhyme or reason to them. And pipes are just everywhere. Yeah, that's a and, good point. There's a like, tub, though. Yeah, and a tub. There's a bathtub. So, like, it's got multiple toilets on and different, a urinal. Like, like, but, but the toilets aren't, like, lined up. They're, like, <laughs> catty corner for <from laughs> each other. Yeah. And you can look at... Now, I mean, obviously, the, uh, the partitions could have been removed. Yeah, but... But why? You'd think that... Yeah. Was it, like, a bathhouse? It's a huge room. It's like a... It's got a bathtub. It's like a tiny house worth of room, you know? It's like a hundred square feet, it feels like, this room. Yeah. Well, and no, it's bigger than that. A hundred sure. square feet is ten by ten. So this is probably like thirty by twenty. Yeah. It's it's not a it's not a huge room. It's but, a huge bathroom, yeah, though. Yeah, it's a big ass bathroom. So it's got it's a huge bathroom that doesn't have enough toilets, but there's multiple in there and they're not spaced logically but the tub bryce and then there's a bathtub (laughs) what public toilet has a bathtub and i don't think there were sinks there were mirrors was there yeah there's a mirror no sinks i don't recall the point is this is is the weirdest room it's a very strange room so either it's the weirdest bathroom in the world or jigsaw constructed it and aged it yeah yeah, like, <laughs> went to it and, and was like, Like, oh, he yeah. built it 30 years ago and proceeded to use it every day. Use it every day and not flush the toilet. Yeah. But if there's any bathroom that this would represent, it would be a high school boy's bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's harrowing. I don't know what, it, what it's times. like now, but I remember I, I told my wife about this, and she was just, like, shocked. There's something about boys' bathrooms and... In the public schools I went to, which aren't, like, shitty public schools. They're, like, sub- suburban, thick. That's, w- that's walking around 
yeah. in, in the in the boys' bathroom in high school. Just and and boys are animals. I'm sure, like they shit and just like rubbed it against the walls or pubes, just like pubes everywhere. But little the, little little s's on the on the tile. Uh-huh. Little pubes just hamstrung all over the place. The the two things that stand out to me in in retrospect are one, there weren't any stall doors. Yeah. Right. Like what? Why? Like why? It seems like absurd to me now to thinking that they just had bathrooms without stall doors to set you up for life. And then two, there was never any soap <laughs> in those bathrooms. Like yeah, you had to bring your own soap or something like that. Soap on a rope. Well, they had rope a dope. They had like the powder soap where you like push up the little thing and it's supposed to fall out in a powder and you like scour your hands. Yeah. Like a prisoner. But like it would, you know, it's pretty humid here in the Pacific Northwest. So that soap would just like congeal together. And so I'm sure it was just a solid block inside there and it didn't ever fall out. Making me want to throw up. So you think just an entire like, you know, 2000 little children with just shit on their hands constantly. Yeah, this is this is. You've described history, like <laughs> all of human history. It's just... That is ready. Morning ready. That is ready. Have you been catching any of the drain addicts lately? I haven't watched it lately. He just keeps ignoring me. I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know. I, we need people to reach out to Drain Addict on YouTube and mm-hmm. tell him to come on the show. Mm-hmm. I gotta interview this guy. I'm not giving it up. He could straighten us out on, maybe he knows why, maybe he knows why there are no stall doors in the boys' bathroom in high school. I can imagine, like, heroin is a big problem in suburban, like, Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have any doors on our stalls either in Ridgefield. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Um... So it starts out, they find themselves in this absurd bathroom. Chained to giant poop pipes. Big old poopy pipes. <laughs> the first thing that happens is the lights are turned on, and I got <laughs> I got a kick out of how extremely uh, Lee Winnell's character reacted to the fluorescent lights. <laughs> like, what is light? It's like he had never seen light before. Yeah. Because can you imagine a more soft and, like, unimpressive light to turn on than fluorescent lights? Yeah, it's like, hmm, that's easy. Yeah. Easy breezy. Um, I'm always disturbed by Kerry Ellis when he talks with an American accent. Yeah, It's he's... never, it's something's off about it. For those of you who aren't familiar with Carrie Ellis, he is the guy from The Princess Bride. Yeah, he's Wesley from The Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, who, yeah, I don't know, what a strange career he had, because he really, like, knocked it out of the park with yeah. Princess became an icon with Princess Bride. Um, and then, like, and then I recognized him and was like, The Princess Bride. You yeah. know, it's through every little role that he had after that, which yeah. none of them were very impressive. Yeah. Um, except for this is probably his biggest one outside of Princess Bride. He does. He does a lot of like weird villain characters. Yeah. Um, lately. He's he's good. But yeah, I'm always uh, it's always off putting here in the American accent. There's something about British actors when they have American accents. Well, that, howdy, y'all. No, it's not that they it's when they have like the the British delivery or like attitude towards 
speaking, but it's in an American. Would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's very apparent when Carrie Elwes talks with American accent or Hugh Laurie. Like when Hugh Laurie talks in, in house, it's like there's something there's something weird. Like they there's a different emphasis on English wrong syllables like, on on just like how they use language. What about cucumber patch? Does he do it too? Uh cucumber patch is pretty good. Like I, yeah. I seem to remember Doctor Strange. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. And who's the guy who plays Captain Winters in Band of Brothers? He does a really oh, yeah. good he, job. He too. did really good. Really good job. Yeah. Like that was unrecognizable. The other one that's like the most impressive is um Oh, Daniel Radcliffe? No, I forget his name. Daniel Radcliffe's good, though. Um, shoot. He played Stringer Bell on the, on the wire. Is Daniel Radcliffe English? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. I, I couldn't remember. Um, yeah. Yeah, look up who played Stringer Bell on the wire real quick. Okay. Um, that, that accent is the most ridiculously good like American accent of anyone of you know, from Britain like it's it's crazy how good it is I was shocked to hear that he was English Idris Elba yeah Idris Elba yeah his American accent is like crazy good I think he like shocked the hell out of the directors or producers of The Wire when they realized that he wasn't American wow it was like super spot on um yeah so that's that's a little weird um so they're they're locked in this bathroom it's super hot and sweaty mom spaghetti um but it's got a new clock they notice right away and that's significant because clocks tell time and Real exciting stuff. There's a time element. So they find out, you know, these the the whole thing is described to them by Jigsaw on these tapes. Remember tapes? Yeah. Yeah, little uh little cassette tapes mm-hmm. and a little cassette tape recorder. I need to return my cassette tapes. I need to return my cassette tapes. I'll find it. Um so it just it basically pits them against each other. The the basic um premise between the two of them is uh, Adam, played by um, Lee Winnell, is basically told, watch yourself die or do something about it. And then Dr. Gordon, played by Carrie Yules, is, is told to kill Adam by 6 o'clock or your wife and kid will die. So um, it's not simply done since they're chained to rusty pipes that they can't get out of. Um, but, you know, they're supposed to saw off their feet and kill each other or whatever and I then there's a dead it. dead body in the middle of the room yeah that they just kind of look at it like oh well that's spooky and then never it's got a gun next to it yeah um clearly he's blown his brains out the tape says there's only one thing left to do when you have that much poison in your blood yeah um referring to the body in the floor which uh-huh. is, it's insinuates well he had to kill himself um with the gun right or, you know, if you have that much poison in your blood, you can just die of poison. That's the other thing you can do, yeah. You don't have to shoot yourself in the head. Right. There's always a chance that you might survive the poison. Well, you know? I mean, th- and then there's the third option, which is you can um, 
you can put on a bunch of prosthetics and pretend to be dead. Mm. 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 That's the other thing you could do. Or you could use the gun and shoot out of the room. You know, mm, yeah. And so actually, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of options you can do when you've got that much poison in your blood. But the killer had a narrative, and he wanted to push it, so he mm. he did so. So can we can we try just from memory? I didn't write all this down. Can we try to unravel the plot of this? So full I can't. full spoilers. I cannot. So the killer Jigsaw is a cancer patient of. Dr. Gordon. Uh-huh. And... Do- okay, of Dr. Gordon, of Carrie Yules. And the, like, attendee, like, janitor or something? Or or was yeah. he a nurse or something? Yeah. Played, One of the other hospital Played people. by the guy from Lost. His name's Zepp. And he was... He was the fall guy. He was, like, the fall guy... And was told by Jigsaw to murder, to play by the rules. To play you have by to, the rules, you have to keep these people on their schedule, right? Yeah. So you got Carrie Ewell's in the room, and you got um, Lee Wanell in the room, uh-huh. and they have to act out the thing that they're told to act out in a certain amount of time, or else you Zed or whatever Zep, Zep it's it's uh, otherwise it falls on you to. Kill one or both of them, or let them go, according to whether well, and, or not they and, followed the, the rules. And kill Dr. Gordon's wife and child. Right. So, yeah. So, according to, you know, what ends up happening in the allotted amount of time, f- follow the rules of the game. So, or else, I'm not sure what happened. What, what would happen to Zepp if he didn't follow through? Doom of some, some variety. Yeah. He's... That wasn't clear to me what the stakes were for yeah, Zepp. I can't remember. I can't remember. So... That's set up, and then Adam, Lee Winnell's character, was a private eye hired to track him. Carrie Yules. Carrie Yules. And uh, found him in a seedy motel room, supposedly cheating on his wife, but Talking he doesn't. to a lady. Uh, Dr. Gordon decided against it. I didn't have it. sex with her, damn it! Wow, that's a really good... Yeah, that's a really good impression of him. Yeah, it was it, it, that that piece dr- that piece of acting drew me right out. I was like, "Wow, he's really bad at acting." <laughs> it's the American accent. I didn't have sex with her. Damn it! It's like, whoa, okay, you, well, you slaughtered that. Um, and then there's the detective coming after Jigsaw, Danny Glover, Danny Glover. And, and he's, uh, he's been after Jigsaw for a while. Right. He's got the neck scar to prove it. Who's... Is there anyone else in the plot in terms of, like... who Who's the guy in the chair when uh, Danny Glover comes upon Jigsaw? J- comes upon Jigsaw's hiding place? Yeah. Who is that guy in that chair? Um, Was that related to what's ha- going on in the bathroom at all? Um, I don't know. He was a test subject oh, okay. who was meant to be sacrificed for a greater good. Um, so, so apparently, I, I may be wrong about this. I hope I'm not. But I think that guy was literally just going to get sacrificed to test a new right. toy. So apparently, you can be killed by Jigsaw. He is a killer sometimes. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like how they... They set it up, and in the trailer, too, they're like, he's not technically a murderer, 
because he gets people to kill themselves. And I'm like, I'm not sure that's how the law works. Like, yeah. if you set people up in a mouse trap, m- murder trap, yeah. that they have to either get themselves out or, or die or die. That's not really killing themselves. Right. No. Yeah. That's kind of murder. Oh, you put a uh, a giant device over a girl's head that is meant to explode her head, basically, like rip her jaw off of and, her head. And then set the timer and walked away with no way for her to get out other than kill another person. That's on her. Yeah. That's really on her. Wow. Well, you gave her options. You She she chose to kill the guy and pull the key out of his tum-tum. Yeah. So <laughs> if that was really like how they set it up to where... Jigsaw would never be able to be prosecuted because it's like somehow he within the the concept of the film, he destroyed all evidence that pointed to him. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah, it would have been interesting having like an actual serial killer that gets away by making it seem like they kill themselves voluntarily. But that's definitely not what this is. It's definitely like someone with a master plan of torturing and murdering people. Yeah. By getting them to torture and murder themselves or others. I think the thing that stuck with people with Saw is the concept of making people grateful for the life that they have by enacting tremendous trauma upon them. Yeah, that's what, like, the moral to the story that Jigsaw is trying to to tell is like, well, you know, if you don't appreciate life, then, you know, you should die. And you will appreciate life when it's... When my ma- when I enact my master plan upon you, right, and it really is basically the <laughs> the uh, the same scene in Fight Club where Tyler Durden holds up that convenience store clerk. Do you remember that? Yeah, I pulled a I pulled a clip. I mean, what are you doing? Come on! Can't find your back. God, give me your wallet. <laughs> Raymond K. Hustle, 1320 Southeast Banning, Apartment A. Small cramped basement apartment, Raymond. How did you know? Because they give shitty basement apartments letters instead of numbers. Raymond, you're going to die. Is that your mom and dad? Mom and dad are going to have to call up kindly Dr. So-and-so. Pick up your dental records, want to know why. Because there's going to be nothing left to face. Oh, come on. An expired community college student ID. What'd you study, Raymond? Stuff? Where the midterms are? <laughs> I asked you what you studied. Biology mostly. Why? I don't know. What did you want to be, Raymond K. Hessel? <laughs> the question, Raymond, was what did you want to be? Answer him, Raymond. Jesus. Veterinarian. Veterinarian. Animals. Yeah, animals. Stuff. Yeah, I got that. That means you have to get more schooling. Too much school. Would you rather be dead? No. Would you rather die here on your knees in the back of a convenience store? No. No. Please, stop. I'm keeping your license. Gonna check in on you. I know where you live. If you're not on your way to becoming a veterinarian in six weeks, you will be dead. Now run on home. Run, Force, run! I feel ill. 
Imagine how he feels. Come on, this isn't funny. That wasn't funny. What the fuck was the point of that? Tomorrow will be the most beautiful day of Raymond Kiesel's life. His breakfast will taste better than any meal you and I have ever tasted. You had to give it to him. Come on. He had a plan. And it started to make sense in a Tyler sort of way. Started to make sense in a jigsaw sort of way. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think the best version of, of this concept, or my, my favorite version of this concept, is Javier Bardem's character uh, in No Country for Old Men, where, you know, he, he basically plays... Plays God. Pl- plays God or... Random chance. Chance. Yeah. yeah, plays the role of of random chance and tells people to call it, you know, and bases mm-hmm. all of his decisions on a coin toss. And he's... Like, when he's he's talking to that old man in that <clears throat> gas station in the middle of nowhere, and he's like, well, it's time to call it. And the guy goes, I need to know what I'm putting up if I'm, you know, if I'm going to mm-hmm. call it. And he goes, oh, you've been putting it up your entire life. It's time for you to... To actually put up. Right. And the guy's like, I don't know what you mean. He's like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm going to kill you if you don't get this coin flip. And uh, I, I really like the, the the clean version of that, where there's no attempt at explanation on the back end or the front end, which is what Saw and Fight Club both do, where they're like, that guy's going to be grateful for his life on mm-hmm. the end, and he's going to have the best day ever tomorrow. And it's like, it just... Just do the thing. Just show the, just show the interaction and leave it at that. And I can, mm-hmm. I can do it yeah. myself. I just realized right now that this was basically the original escape room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's them in this room with the way to get out, but they got to figure it out. Yeah. Oh man, you got to find the little like the the heart written in shit. On the toilet, uh, they gotta find where the X marks the spot. Gotta dig around in that shit. Like, yeah. So it's basically this is a prequel to Escape Room. Hi, little squirrel. There's little squirrels outside your outside your window. Oh, hey ho! I call it uh, <laughs> squirrel. Well, you said you were hungry, Kylie. I don't think it's a squirrel. It's an egg. Ink. <clears throat> really? How do you know? Probably ran over it. In medical school, they make you work on animal cadavers before you get to the real thing. To make. This is how you know you're getting good at drops. Uh-huh. When real life starts happening outside the window and you have a drop ready for right. it. Hey, there's a squirrel outside. Oh, hey, oh, I called it. <laughs> squirrel. Um, ah, the French. Some other notable things um, that it tells a bunch of other kind of like stories of Jigsaw and like the traps that he set for other people as they're investigating these murders. And the one super iconic one is the girl in the headgear that's a bear trap, like a ver- reverse bear trap. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And sh- to get out of it, she has to find the key inside the supposedly dead man's stomach. Yeah. The, the guy has been given an overdose of, uh, of painkillers, uh, opiates, and uh, so he can't really feel or understand what's happening, but he is alive. And she, yeah. she murders him to death. Yeah. So... That is super iconic, that, that headgear. And I got to think that he's they do that on the other Saw movies, too. Like, I feel like I've seen that a couple times, like a giant headpiece kind of feel. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, really what this movie accomplishes is that feeling of... And 
where you're put in a situation that is as bad as it can be, and then and you're there with that that poor victim who has to like you know tunnel their way out of out of yeah. razor wire. <laughs> yeah. So okay, here's a question for you: If you're put in one of these situations where it's explicit, like live or die, it's your choice. Like what? Would you tunnel through the razor wire? This is just Monday for me. Mm. Yeah. Um, would I tunnel through the razor wire to save or, my life? Or would you, you know, cut a key out of someone's stomach or would you murder someone else? Yeah. You would? Uh-huh. No, nah, I wouldn't. Just be like, all right, well, I guess I'm getting murdered today. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, I'm not going to... If it's apparent that, like, okay, I've got to kill someone, or You've I will kids. most most likely get killed by myself by my attempt, then just be like, all right, well, I guess I'll just get murdered. Wouldn't then. you want to say you tried? Um, you, know, you got kids, you know, you got a you got a dog. Uh, what about it's, Meg? It's true, but and to say nothing of your wife, that sounds like a real big hassle. Well, yeah, it's a huge hassle. It's the actually, it's probably the biggest hassle you'll ever face. Right. Like the odds are not in your favor to survive. So I'd just be like, "All right, well, I hope they catch him because <laughs> I'm going to die pretty soon." Really? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the. Uh, I think no. I think I think you'd have to be placed in the scenario to really understand that. This is like this is just like w when people who are looking to kill themselves jump off a bridge, and right? Then the, and then, and then the endorphins kick in, and they're like, <gasps> "I gotta live." And there's and it's not it's not it's not that they are sobered up and realized that. That their life is suddenly worth living. Yeah. It's literally a chemical response to the situation. Sure. They got so many endorphins pumping through their brain that their chemistry changes right. into fight or flight. And you and they almost always choose right. fight. Yeah. I mean, I think I could definitely say if it required me to murder someone else, I definitely would not do it because I'd be like, all right, well, if someone's going to get murdered, it'll be me. You know, really? Yeah. I don't know, man. I think I'd, I think I'd kill him pretty quick. Hmm. And then the other one is just like, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably try. The hardest part, the hardest part to make out, the hardest part to, would be deriving the seriousness of the situation. Right. That would be, that would be the hardest part. Is, is this a fucking dream or like what's actually happening? That would be the hardest part for me to get over is like, okay, I understand that you say the only way out of here is to kill this guy. But what exactly is my situation? Is this actually as dire right. as as right. you say? Am, are people just playing a prank on me? Like it's it's too hard. It would be hard to come to terms with that within the amount of time that he gives you. Yeah. So th that's really my confounding factor that I think of. I go, would I be able to derive the seriousness and understand it? And my my gut is, oh yeah, like I'd be so fucking yeah flighty. It would just be. Just be, yeah, I'd do it right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Um, there you go. Was a, uh, so, yeah. The, mm, no, what am I going to talk about? Okay, there, there's another scene that, like, pulled me out. And this is, this comes off of our uh, recent review of Sinister with the weirdest uh, interaction between husband and wife. In Sinister, where she's like, 
I'm going to leave you if you don't. Oh, I'm going to leave you if you doesn't if you're not successful anymore. And uh you know, I still love you, but I will leave you and take your children if you don't succeed. And he's like, mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Well, that's good. I will. Don't worry good about news, that. sweetie. Good news. I'm really going to make it. I'm not going to fail this time. Um, so there's a similar scene in this movie. Before you know, like, anything, um, Dr. Gordon's wife, like, after there's a sweet scene where he puts his daughter to bed and, like, soothes her, um, she comes out and starts yelling at him. The wife starts yelling at him, saying, uh, how can you walk through life pretending you're happy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, what a weird conversation for a husband and wife to have. Like, even if your wife was, uh, had suspicions that you were unhappy, like, that would not be the approach you would take of, like, I wish you would stop acting like you're happy. See, like, see, this is the pro- this is the problem. Is your sense your your sense of women is skewed because <laughs> you have a, a very reasonable, kind-hearted, good person that you're married to. There are some bitches out there, some trifling bitches <laughs> that would do this to you in a goddamn heartbeat. Yeah, it's just so. I mean. Trifling bitches. Trifling. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. It's just oh, trifling. Dude, hardcore. Because there are bitches out there who would, I mean, who do, you see that long-suffering stare in a lot of old men's <laughs> eyes when, <laughs> when their wife starts talking and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I can't sneeze now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, where they're, they're like. Oh, they're, nice, Ron. <laughs> nice, Ron. You scared the deer. Um, yeah, where, like, these guys Literally, when their wife isn't talking, they, like, escape into, like, a shadow realm (laughs) where their wife doesn't exist, and they're, like, happy for brief moments throughout their day, and then when their wife starts talking... They're, they're snapped back into reality and they're like, oh, yeah. There there goes gravity. This is my life. I remember now. Yeah, and then she falls... Hey, hey, there's, there's terrible dudes out there, too. There's bad people, is what we're talking about. Women aren't bad. There are bad women, though. Right. And there are bad guys. Yeah. And we don't... Yeah. Don't suffer trifling She She people. follows it up with, I'd rather you break down and tell me you hate me. At least there would be some passion in it. And he's like... <sighs> and then I was like, oh, okay. Well, there it is. That's what she cares about is the passion. She just needs... She just wants to get fucked real hard. <laughs> <laughs> she wants some... Some passion. A little, little taste. A little taste. Um, all right. The, there's, a, there's a scene that really reminded me of Black Christmas. That eye in the closet right before he attacks Dr. Gordon's girl. Do you remember yeah, that scene? Yeah, yeah. That's very much it's an straight homage, from Black Christmas. Yeah. yeah, that was actually a really good scene in yeah. this movie. That, that worked really well. It was like, goo! Yeah. yeah, that was gross. All right, so if you were in this bathroom, what would you do in this situation? Get a tetanus shot. <laughs> like, if you're faced with, like, okay, you got the saw, it's dull, like, you can either saw through your leg or not, like, could you find any alternative solutions just within what you're shown? I, um, I, I assume you did. You I fa- think so. You found something? I mean, there'd be some stuff I'd definitely try. Um, I didn't think about this very hard. It's a good question, because I, I'd love to 
I, I should have sat down and thought about that a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I'm interested to hear what uh, what would you do? Yeah. Um, so they got a toilet there. It's made of, made of porcelain. Couldn't you break that and use the porcelain to sharpen the saw? Can't, aren't there like porcelain sharpeners? I I don't I don't know. I I, I don't. You know, it would make sense because porcelain is kind of a stone. Uh huh. It's um. I mean, it's it's. Uh, that or the tile, you know, there's yeah. plenty of tile all around. You can, I mean, whetstones are are a thing, but the yeah, problem, even the problem, even that X marsh the spot thing was made of tile. You can't sharpen. You can't sharpen a saw because it's a saw isn't a single blade. It's a mm-hmm. lot of tiny blades. Right. And, yeah, but uh, you got like six hours, right? You just dull the saw. I mean, you, you'd turn it into a knife, is what you would do. Well, I mean, you go in each little. Those, like the, you tine, the tines on these on these pipe cutting saws are minuscule. They're you can't oh, really. Yeah, they're itty 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 bitty. Uh, yeah, the tines are so teeny tiny um, that yeah, you wouldn't be able to sharpen this variety of a saw. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't, you, the, I don't you, these are the, and these saw blades are literally disposable. Mm-hmm. They're they're not sharpened. Could it actually saw through a leg though? If it couldn't saw through a pipe, like would it be able to get through bone? Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I can't, I can't think that it. You wouldn't still be able to saw through a pipe. Oh, your your bone is like soft wood. It's not even, you know. It's, it's, it's very. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's it's. Oh yeah, you can get through that. Yeah, I feel like there's alternative solutions that could have gotten at, but there know. may be. Um, I my guess is the alternative solutions would be leverage situations, or just getting, yeah, leverage, you know, or getting, you know, breaking the chain via like or bending the chain, the, the each of one of the links open. Although this looked like pretty heavy, dude. This looked like welded links, right, right. But also like there's a gun in the middle of the room, and mm-hmm. they did get the tape recorder. Yeah. Couldn't you just shoot off the chain, maybe? Maybe you could shoot off your foot. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, could... the weak link is probably the... The uh, the lock. The cuff. Like, the handcuff. Yeah, maybe the cuff or... <clears throat> Actually, no, I get... I think it would be the lock. I, I bet you could. I bet yeah. you could blow the lock apart with the gun. Yeah, you just need to watch one of those lo- uh, lock-picking lawyer... Lock-picking lawyer. ...videos. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, so have you seen some of his, like, his funny stuff that's yeah. intended to be funny? Yeah, that's great. Oh, my God. He's, like, where he's talking about getting into his wife's box. Yeah. It's <laughs> her, her box. And she's like, yeah. Hang on. What is this? Thank you, Daddy. Yeah, she'd say, thank you, Daddy. Um, anyways, I feel like they weren't really problem solvers, is all I'm saying. No, they were definitely talkers and complainers. Yeah. And then they're only in there for a couple hours, but even before Dr. Gordon, like, cuts his leg off and gets, like, all the blood loss, he looks super haggard, like, halfway through the film. Like, just beleaguered and, like, raccoon-eyed and pale, like... Well, once he's given the stakes, I can understand that. You know, you, you realize your family's on the line... Yeah, I guess so. I'd be, I'd be fucking beside myself. Right, but like physically, he looks like he's been in there and starving for a week. Yeah. Okay, I see where you're going. Yeah. You know, it's like well, it's just been a couple hours. You know. 
<laughs> Get a hold of yourself. Maybe man. he's diabetic. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. Anyways, then he cuts off his foot. Um, and then he's like an instant ghost from the blood loss. He's oh, like yeah. completely different. That, that part does work. Like the part where Carrie Elwes like goes crazy and cuts off his foot. Oh yeah. Very like, intense. Yeah. Very intense. And then I love that you can see the shape of his foot inside his pants leg in the preceding scenes. Oh, you can? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious that oh, like, okay. oh, well, it's got a longer pant leg and like, pretty pretty foot-shaped uh, pant leg there. Oh, you'd be nice. Uh. <laughs> it, it must have been one of those special effects that was too expensive to show. Right. And then, finally, <clears throat> the big reveal is that after all the fallout happens, that the body in the middle of the room gets up, and he was alive the whole time. <laughs> he was there the whole time. Which is another thing, like, not only are they not problem solvers, they're not very perceptive, because you'd think that sitting in there for several hours, you would notice seem... someone breathing. So that's, I, yeah, I thought about that, and I thought, well, I th maybe he did drug himself into, like, a coma, coma state. You know, there are, there are ways to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, but then one. you would have less control over your breathing. I mean, maybe, or maybe, maybe, you know, uh, I gave him the... Ibugan root mm. and uh, mm. that shallows your breathing to a point mm. that's almost imperceptible and throws you into a state of <coughs> of uh, hibernation. They, they should have thrown in like in the middle of the movie one like random sneeze and be like, <laughs> 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 "Did you sneeze? <laughs> no. Did you? No." <laughs> Just like, and then they're just really suspicious of each other. Why did he lie about this? Why did he? <laughs> that would have been. Oh my god! That would have given this movie a whole nother point. That, or maybe two points. If they did that, I would never. I would never utter an ill word about Saw. That's brilliant. <laughs> but when he stands up, it is a great what moment. It's like. And they play it perfectly. He just kind of stands up, rips off like this prosthetic from his face, and he's like, <sighs> stretches out, and he's like, all right. Well, saunters on out. See you later, boys. See ya. Um, yeah. So really, to sum this up, this, this movie plays on our worst fears, which is cancer patients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Uh, they're always out to get you. And they're really capable, too. Yeah. They're not crippled by their cancer. <laughs> um. Oh, man. I thought I had to drop. Mm, never mind. Ah, the French. Did you think I'm retarded? No. No, um, Daniel. I was thinking of the, uh, it gets scarier when they touch me. Yeah. Uh, all right so that's saw saw we saw saw seesaw go seesaw um now let's get into horror movie say it say the word horse all right, so this is where we check our voice. Oh, well, yeah. Would you final recommendations? I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Final recommendations. I mean, Saw is a classic. It started. 
it started a movement. Yeah. Uh, kind of. And it's a pretty impressive movie considering, you know, this came around, out a year after Wrong Turn, which is really yeah. uninspired, just hot garbage that just, uh, and, and this is, this has a cool concept. It doesn't hold up well to time necessarily, but some of the, a, a lot of the sequels are actually pretty impressive as well. Hmm. I didn't remember this as a bad movie, and I don't think it is a bad movie. It's just, didn't hold my attention very yeah. well. If you're into I slashers, think, yeah. you, you'll you'll like this movie, I imagine. Yeah, I think like between Saw and Hostel, it like launched the whole torture porn, yeah, like era, yeah, era in uh, horror movies. Yeah, so it's it's definitely worth seeing. Is is Hostel Eli Roth? Yes, and is both of them Eli Roth? Do you know Hostel Two? Yeah. I would know. think, but I don't know. Okay. Um, okay, so let's get into horror movie horror. 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 So, this is where we check our voicemail. That voicemail, again, is at... 682-253-4468. Ring that up. You get you get a voicemail. You can leave us a message. Ask us about all kinds of crazy crap. Ask us about our opinion on uh, horse. Mm-hmm. Horse? Horse. If that number's too hard to remember, just remember 682-253-4HMT. Does that work? That's all you got to do. Yeah. It's very easy. Yeah, it's way easier. Is that a raincoat? <laughs> it is. <laughs> all right, so a couple voicemails. Let's listen in. See what we got. What we got. Hey, you got you to gotta do all of them, because I, I don't have whores on, on the one we're going to record after this. So. Okay, yeah, I got it. Do them all. Um, so this was in on Monday. We're so. going to be backed up. Yeah. Hey, this is your boy Jason. Um, David, we've got some little concerning news here. Uh, I've been, I don't know why, but secretly Bryce has been messaging me saying that he oddly likes it and gets turned on whenever you take your shirt off during the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know on this show he says he doesn't like when you do that, but According to some of the messages I've been receiving, he secretly does. So, I mean, come on, just just show him a little tit. Just well, we got good news for you. Give him a little tit for the day. He's showing me both titties right now. We got good news for you. I, about halfway through this episode, I did have to take off my shirt. It's becoming very common. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right now we're we don't have the AC on because it's just going to blow in acrid smoke into our house. No, no, no. The air conditioner conditions the air. Well, you got to change your filter there, Bryce. You got to change it. Oh right. God! Uh, we just have the fan going. All right, um, not true. You're not a, You're not, not aroused would, right now. I would prefer maybe we can get you like a a wife beater, like just like a a tank top that you can wear. I don't know. Even even like a you know uh, this bothers you that much. <sighs> I mean, I would prefer not to see your nipples, but I what mean... What are you talking about? I mean, this is the thing. This, I don't mind, okay, but here's the deal. I do mind. Like, here's the deal. Men walk around without shirts all the time. It's very common. Sure. I do. Outside. Inside. I, I barely ever have a shirt on at my mm. house. Okay. Barely ever have pants on. 
Usually it's just yeah, underwear. That's true. But I usually have an undershirt on. Maybe that's just my thing. It's your Mormon thing. Yeah, that's my Mormon you thing. You can't don't try and indoctrinate me into your religion. <laughs> All right, here's another one from Jason. Hey, this is Jason. I just wanted to let you know, Bryce, that uh David's right. It seven is a horror film. Mm. I counted as psychological horror and I'm not taking any other answers. So yeah. There you hear it. Jason said that it, it is a horror film, and it's final. David is right. David wins. And no, I'm not a paid sponsor. Well, actually, I am, technically. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, several people have, have commented on the seven post in the Facebook group that they do agree with me. And one said, like, well, they weren't on board until they heard my rationale, whole, which is... A whole several. Yeah, whole yeah, at, several. At least four. I mean, just because you're in the minority doesn't mean you're not right. I mean, I will agree entirely with that, actually, mm-hmm. because it, I really, it, it just comes down to how it strikes you. There is yeah. no objective reality. We're mm-hmm. all just subject to our, to how things, how things hit us and, and our reactions to them. Yep. Here's one from Manny, a local. To Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, he Manny left us the best message last time. I, yeah. I told everybody, be like Manny. <laughs> Here's another one from Manny. Hey, guys, it's me, Manny again. Um, I just finished up your seven review. Really loved that episode. I was glad to hear myself on it. And like, I understand you guys like are like, like you know, don't, don't really have the energy to really like, you know, respond or what to say after those things. But I totally respect that, and that's okay. And what really matters is that you guys, you know, heard my opinion and that you guys just know how I feel about your show. That's what really all matters. And I also wanted to also be like backup to Brian to say that Seven's not really a horror movie. Like it does have some themes of it, but it's not a horror movie. It's more of like a crime and mystery movie. The only horror thing I got was from the from the intro, it kind of felt a little bit of Chick Saw and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just by like the coloring of the original one, and you know the first kill, uh, the first case, whatever. Like the guy that was a big dude, all shit. That kind of reminded me of a scene from a future um, um, Saw movie where like this big guy's like trapped in this barbed wire trap and he's trying to escape, and that's about it. Like. And also, like, the person that we thought was dead just, like, randomly wakes up. That's one thing I thought I like was horror. Message. But, yeah, I back up with Brian saying that this isn't really not a horror movie. It's this really is... not. It's just a crime mystery yeah. movie. And I'll talk to you guys later and have a nice day. First of all, Manny, thank you for your message. I appreciate you, buddy. And uh, we'll talk to anybody who, who comes at us on social yeah. media. I can't remember what we said in the last episode when we played his message. If we were, like... Like all right, we're done. It, well, we talked pretty, to him since then plenty, yeah, pretty, and, but but I like I like his message, and I'll tell you why. He's like, this is no horror movie except for this part and this part and this part and this part over here, and I know and this part that right here it's not a. But other than these seven parts, mm-hmm. the seven parts of the movie that that seven has. Not a horror movie. It's right. like okay, right? Ah, this and I mean, what are you going to get your affirmation from a segment called horror? Horror, horror. These people are just 
whores. Well, I like it because he agreed with me, and I like that he called me Brian. And then it's, it's always a question. <laughs> it's always a question of like, are that they just, are they in it. are they in on the joke or is that legitimately? He's calling me Brian because it's both things are equally as likely. Well, I mean, sometimes Ben, our right. our, our English news guy, we'll look for him on next week's episode. Um, kind of sometimes I don't know that he knows our names. Well, he knows my name. What what, what did he call you? I can't remember. Was it Mike? John. John. That's right. John. So I, I don't have the heart to tell him what my. I think we did tell him. No. Well, on the last one, didn't we? No, we didn't. Oh, he still. I don't know that he knows. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, this is my favorite of the bunch. Okay. I did you listen to any, any of these? I didn't ones? listen to okay. any of these. You're, you're gonna love this. Um. Hi, Bryce. Hello, David. I am one of your normal male and all female fans. I enjoy your podcast very much. Ha ha. It is great. Much fun. I also agree with that cool Swedish guy, Magnus or whatever. He is right. You should review the movie Raps from 1984. Okie dokie. I must go now. Keep up the good work. Goodbye. <laughs> you fucking crafty Swedish bitch. <laughs> Magnus, leave me alone. <laughs> Stop bothering me about rats. Okay. So for those of you don't know who don't know, I don't know. We we haven't we haven't especially brought, on social media. We haven't brought up Magnus in a couple episodes. Magnus is our Swedish super fan. He's a hunky guy. You should take a look at him. He's he's good he's good to look at if you're a lady or a guy. <laughs> but uh for the last couple months so he Bothered us and bothered us and bothered us and bothered us to, to review Bye Bye Man, and it was a fucking train wreck, and I yeah. hated it. And uh, that was our last Netflix party, I think. I, yeah, 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 I think it was. And um, and now he's just been on us about Rats, which is yeah. a movie from 1984, and I can only imagine that. I mean, he went to great lengths to disguise that it was him. Uh, but I, imagine <laughs> I am one of him. your male and or female fans. <laughs> I love that. Um, oh man! But if we do watch rats, we'd be able to use a lot of ratty clips, though. Oh, ratty! Oh man! Um, can Can you imagine being named something like Magnus? How How great would that be? Yeah, Magnus is. I think like Swedes, like the the whole Nordic region has some of the most badass names oh it's on yeah it's there's something about like hans or lars you're like that guy is big thorin thor <laughs> yeah it's like uh, man i if i had a Magnus. if i had a boy i i would definitely go go norse with mm -hmm. the name yeah i mean you just can't beat like uh, Eston. <laughs> okay what <laughs> now uh all right so last voicemail i don't want to review rats yeah we don't want to review rats. so we we've got well i guess as of the plane of this we've already had our recent netflix party oh yeah and we had i i couldn't decide on what movie to watch so i posted a bunch of choices and asked the facebook group to vote for it it's pretty fucking close <laughs> and that's one of those things where like 
I immediately regretted including Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's the perfect next Netflix It is party. the perfect one, and I've people have been asking for it forever. Um, but I just dread watching that movie. So I just don't. I feel like I know what I'm getting into, and I'm not a big fan. Mm. But yeah, it's dead. It's like a dead heat between Silence of Killer the Clans, Killer Clowns, and Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what we had at the Netflix party. We're gonna try to do a Netflix party every month. That's tonight. That's uh, yeah. It's tonight as of the recording. As of the recording of this, yeah. So you've missed. We, we it could if... check. We could check where we're at right now. On the uh... yeah, let's see where we are at. It's it's really impressive because it, it is literally like one vote away every time I check. Impressive. Very nice. Yeah, I you know, to be honest with you, I like I, I know what you mean about the dread of having to watch some dorky fucking movie like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but I mean it's culturally significant. It is a cult classic and uh and lots of people remember it fondly from their childhood. Right now it's 41 for Killer Clowns from Outer, Outer Space and 41 for Silence of the Lambs. So I told people that we would live stream a YouTube video of us flipping a coin if it ends up in a dead heat. Yeah. And uh and that's going to happen today at noon. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Um if it is a dead heat. Okay. So, but otherwise the votes are closed at noon today. It's but, but as of recording, so this is long past if you're listening to this. But um yeah, so which one of those would you actually have have wanted it to land on? Cuz we have of the lambs Cuz we have Killer Clowns, we have Silence of the Lambs, Creep, Green Inferno and Hush. Um, <laughs> I think I'd, I'm actually interested in watching all of them except for Killer Clowns. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think, like, Silence of the Lambs is classic. It's, there's no going wrong with that. It's been a while since I saw so it. So long. Creep and Hush are both great movies that I I would like to watch with other people. Green Inferno I haven't seen, and 1922 I haven't seen, but I've heard enough about them that I'm really curious. I'm surprised uh, surprised you're so passionate about Silence of the Lambs, considering uh, by your definition it's not really a horror movie. I, never I mean, said I that. think it is. I think I never said Silence. By Lambs. your definition, I never said Silence. You of never Lambs. said no. You never said those words, but you defined seven as, and it's basically the same movie. So. No, there's a difference because there's a threat that's imminent, and you are empathetic towards Wrong. the victim. Wrong. Wrong. Mm. Wrong. Yeah. Had a long debate with... Uh, who was it in chat? Um, was it JP? I can't remember. Someone someone in chat I had like a long debate with about what defines the horror movie genre in terms of like... The the thing. Well, I listen to the seven episode. I, I go kinda, into detail. Like, to be honest with you, I'm kind of done with the argument. Well, I know you said you said that last time, but I'll tell you what. Like it, <laughs> it's super. It's still still super compelling to a lot of our yeah, listeners. Yeah, sure. I and, but really though, it's kind of fucking. It's a dumb. It's a dumb. It's like. I I, I agree to disagree. Uh, I don't agree to that. So. The, <laughs> Did I play the last one? Oh, no, I didn't play the last one. Here's the last voicemail. Have you ever been in a shower with another man and you see the soap suds running down the crack of his ass and you just think, mmm, I got to get me some of that? <laughs> what? That was... Yay! <laughs> That's my favorite voicemail of all time. Can we... 
Can we make that into a drop? I think that's <laughs> drop worthy. We could. Can I yeah. hear that one more time? That's got to be. I I'm curious where that's from because. I'd be impressed if that's the actual person or if that's not like a clip from something. Play it again. Have you ever been in a shower with another man and you see the soap suds running down the crack of his ass and you just think, hmm, I got to get me some of that. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. So that's the voicemail. That's Horror Movie Horror. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Horror Movie Talk. If you like the show, please leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, support the show. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> support the show by going to HorrorMovieTalk.com. You can either buy swag in our shop. You can either buy stuff from Amazon that you're already going to buy, but just click through the button in our header. Or... Become a patron and uh, vote for movies like Saw to, to make us watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, until next time, I'm Bryce Hansen. And I'm Professor Dev Day saying we love you. Bye. 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 Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted casts, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopa chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too'd with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rum. Ten kids. Bryce Hansen, look at them hot kids, Chris Henson, masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist, face huggers, chest bursters, alien, Linda Blair, Pino, Sigourney Weaver, I know it's true cause it came from social media, Patrick Bateman can't understand you, stab you to death for rotten apple reviews, opinionated podcaster with a doctorate, spook allergy doctor of philosophy, bad gastritis, knee colostomy, turn patreons into human centipede, David Doobie Day, scare no no expert, and go with fucks hard, professional sex after pod taglines and porno flicks, American Psycho, them guys pretty sick, chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco, put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso, look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo, got me too'd with Cosby eating jello, pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence, train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit, one through ten, is it horrible or excellent, oil me up, daddy is dinner rumps, nothing good happens in the woods, always get more than you bargain for, got a pickle to dickle, machines tickle bitties, Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona, Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. Ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shudder and jump scares. They fucking scary. Time for the 
tropes Use their white socks to catch their loads To show them one titty, pretty Paganism you should worship, they Teflon dicks Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast Shifty ass, they spooky, poor man's digress Bugsy HMT Hard movie talk Hold on, they don't like Halloween Fuck them That is inspired <laughs> That's awesome Did you see Saw? I was like, yeah <laughs> I almost answered Did you see Saw? We all saw Saw <laughs> Alright I'm gonna let this run for like